0: After These Messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Why? Are you in good
1: hands? And now, a word from our sponsors.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones, and bad ones and ones where people say weird shit like this. Mr.
1: Copter, you're a heck of a dancer.
0: My name is Andrew Walsh and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Genevieve.
1: Hi Andrew. I love Copter Boy.
0: Copter Boy, I rewatched that commercial again today. <laughs> it's so good. I don't I don't know if we can get off the rails here this early in the show and try to recapture the magic of a commercial we played several weeks ago. But it's for a toy helicopter, right? Yes. That the kid can control with With, his voice voice by talking into a remote control. And then by the end, the kid is like dancing with the copter and it has such, it was almost like George Michael Blue yeah. vibe, sort of, it but has, better. You start,
1: it starts to feel like maybe the copter is his only friend.
0: Yeah, right, but also in a good way. But,
1: but also he's really happy with that <laughs> state of affairs, yeah.
0: And anyway, go back and uh, check out that commercial. I can't even tell you what it was for. Just type in copter boy. Um, <laughs> see what comes up. Coming up today <laughs> on this show, what we're listening to now is an episode that I just put together that I'm kind of excited about, Veeves, because this is a show that even though I produced it, I think you're going to know more about it because it is commercials focusing on ancient gods, mostly, you know, like the, the Greek gods, and yes. Roman gods. right.
1: And, you know... Classics of the Western canon.
0: And you're good at knowing stuff about I d- that. I feel
1: like I had to learn, and I feel like I... The based on the education that I received in the Georgia public school system, they really thought I was gonna somehow need the, a more classical mm-hmm. education than I ultimately did end up needing. Would you
0: think that it's more important than knowing about the Black experience in America? <laughs>
1: yes, that that, that, it's that was, more useful. That's definitely that was definitely the uh, the message I received yeah. from my schooling. Yeah, yeah. Let's make you're,
0: sure we put a lot of emphasis. You to know
1: all the Greek myths,
0: made up magic. Yep, from. Yep. millennia ago um all right so anyway I, I here's here's the deal i don't know if i really have to get into this but i my original idea for the show genevieve was i thought i wonder how many all right, well now that i say it out loud i realize it's a stupid thought but i thought i wonder how many non-religious commercials out there feature jesus <laughs> And I thought maybe that would be a good show, like commercials, but not for a church or anything, but just commercials as a character, as a character. But then also I was like, oh, and then maybe we throw Buddha in. Maybe we just throw in religious figures. But you know what? They're too scared out there in Hollyweird, like, they're not touching (laughs) that stuff, but they don't mind messing around with ancient religions, you know? Uh,
1: Yeah, you know, deities plus time equals comedy.
0: (laughs) Classically, that's what they say. Now, at the end of today's main segment, I have a commercial for you that gets very close, though, to what I was originally looking for. Jesus will be making an appearance along with gods from throughout time, and it's Quite a trip. I'm actually really interested in hearing what you have to think about that as well as all of these. Um, so uh, I'm pretty psyched about this. Also, we will check out another classic commercial today that I uploaded to YouTube from a VHS tape. It is a commercial for the grand opening of a 1990s mega store that is no longer with us. And so that gives me weird feelings. Okay. Uh, also, a lot of things give me weird yeah, feelings. Yeah, it's uh, like... Just to-
1: Kind of anything.
0: Kind of be clear about that. Uh, and an ad counselor weighs in and gives us some explanation on that Van Damme commercial. Oh, jean great. jean Van yeah, commercial. I, I, from I
1: definitely, week. we realized mid-show mid that we were definitely missing a lot of the context. And you, you dug it. I think up, I
0: mostly figured it out, but this person puts it more succinctly. That's great. What we were missing. I think it was for GoDaddy. It was like yeah. Van Damme and a GoDaddy commercial. but That's right. We'll get to all that in a second. Let's start with The Gods. You have to believe. It's believe we are magic. don't let your aim ever
1: stray. It's
0: Olivia Newton John yeah would you have known that I think so hmm.
1: sounds I mean I can see it on my show sheet but it certainly sounds like her
0: I had slated it as Abba on my show sheet earlier and then I had to correct myself oh
1: yeah that's not ABBA
0: nope not ABBA interesting story though from me there to start off the show um okay so this first commercial you may have seen it before when you start googling around on commercials featuring um mythical gods or ancient gods this is one of the first ones to pop up I don't believe I've ever seen this in the wild but I understand why this would be held up as like one of those kind of epic commercials of a, of a certain era. I don't know what the era is exactly. I'm going to say probably early to mid 2000s. Yeah. And um, it's for H&R Block and we see Cupid portrayed in this case. Cause Cupid
1: was really the breakthrough star of the y- right? of the yeah. Greek and Roman pantheon. Do you think
0: people think of him as a god? Because he is technically. Yeah, I looked it up.
1: He's I think, uh, is Cupid the Roman name and Eros is the Greek name? I was or hoping vice you versa? would be able
0: to kind of Right, heard on those facts.
1: Um, I'm going to probably get a few of the Greek and Roman mm. uh, naming conventions mixed up here, but I know that they're, Eros and Cupid were the same uh, figure. Mm. And um, obviously, Cupid really, like, as I say, was a breakout star.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, um, there is no um, Medusa in here because I looked up Medusa. Medusa, not a god, not, not a goddess. All.
1: She was a um She a dated gor- a goddess. She, a god, she was right? a gorgon.
0: Oh, what is that?
1: A Medusa. Oh, I mean, like that's
0: the, t- the Gorgon is generic name for somebody with snakes coming out of their head.
1: I think that the Gorgons were like a, either a set of siblings or or just a there weren't a lot of them anyway.
0: Mm. Cupid is the Roman name for the God okay, of love. So
1: Eros would be the would be <sighs> Yeah, the Greek. The Greek.
0: Name. But yeah, so you're right. Like Cupid really kind of I, I could have done a whole show on Cupid commercials. Yeah. Right? I mean, we can do that for Valentine's Day. But, this but I think
1: one... the traditional rendition, uh, like the traditional or the you know the original conception of of Cupid was of a handsome adult man. Oh, okay. So Cupid, the fat baby with the with the arrows, I think, is like kind of a bastardization of the the conception of uh, the god.
0: Well, it's interesting because in this commercial we do see Cupid portrayed as a if not a baby a small child you know pudgy white with yeah. the arrow. The other, and I think I maybe have one more in the show sheet, but I, I kind of watch a bunch of Cupid commercials. They're often portrayed by pudgy, almost schlubby adult white men yeah like going around like kind of shooting their arrows and stuff like maybe like because we have this idea of it being this like cherubic idea of it being a sort of a pudgy baby i guess people always envision the adult version being pudgy as well right but like also a god of love couldn't you be more like wait where who's adonis then by the way
1: um adonis was just a handsome man uh i don't think he might have been like the offspring of a god
0: oh okay but
1: i don't think he was himself a god but like
0: we say you're you're an adonis if you're good looking or he's an adonis you don't say he's a cupid no Mm -hmm. yeah it is
1: funny i mean if you look at classical statuary of eros or cupid um it tends to be like yeah like a really like a ripped dude yeah Um, not, not a, um, not like a, the, the, not the, the chubby guy that's played for laughs nowadays.
0: Well, in this one, it is the, um, this, like I said, the small child and the child is sitting across a desk from an adult man in a suit. And it becomes very clear that this is a dreary office setting, cubicle farm style, drop ceiling, fluorescent lights, little dingy though, kind of feeling. And we will quickly learn that this is an IRS auditor. And the it begins with him telling Cupid that Cupid's going to owe a lot of money. And as he's talking, Cupid looks bummed out about this. But then Cupid gets a little smile on his face and his wings kind of perk up a little bit. And he reaches down, he picks up one of his arrows and he stretches his bow and arrow out. And he um, fires the arrow right into the chest of the auditor, and then you'll hear the auditor sing like an opera star for a second as a reaction to the arrow. We found a whole bunch of mistakes on your taxes, Mr. Cupid. You owe quite a large amount of money. Quite a lot. Here comes the arrow. What are you doing? What is this? (laughs) Don't. (laughs) No, Mr. Cupid. I'm a tax auditor. This has no effect on me whatsoever. He pulls the arrow out of his chest. Is that real gold? Is that necessary? I'm sure that's worth something, and you need every penny you can get. Okay, so now Cupid's like, okay, so one arrow didn't soften this guy's heart, so I'm going to fire a whole bunch of arrows into his heart. <laughs> that, that one did it! That one did it! No, it did it! Hey, everybody, look! So now this guy is like yelling to the office. Look at this. I've got five arrows in my chest. I'm not feeling and anything. And I'm not feeling that all the other auditors are just laughing their asses off. Hey, can you got any more arrows in there? You fresh out? Don't face taxes alone. You've got people. Find your
1: people at hrblock.com.
0: Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Shh, it's working. <laughs> so it's it's I think it's funny. I think the performance is good. But is that really the legend of Cupid that it just softens you up and makes you a nicer person? I thought you would shoot one person and then and you shoot another person it and makes then they you fall, fall in, in love. love. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think it's it's a strange um, it's a strange idea that it's just shooting an arrow into somebody is going to turn them into your ally. Right. Yeah, I think it's a it's like sort of a a willful mischaracterization of the Cupid myth.
0: But I think maybe they went with it anyway because it's funny to see them being so cruel to a child. Yeah, that's always, I think that's, a that's kind joke. of the thing, right? Yeah. So I, I could, like I told you before, I could play a million Cupid commercials, especially starring like the schlubby adult guy playing Cupid. This one is from 2003, though. I'll just play one more here. And this one was kind of a thinker for me because I thought the commercial was over halfway through and that I started watching a new commercial. But it's actually the punchline of this commercial starts about 15 seconds in. And I, you might remember this campaign, but I think it's kind of ballsy of them to just like really lean into this. So this is for Subway sandwiches. It starts with a couple having a picnic in a park somewhere, okay? Okay. And the fella in the couple is eating a piece of cake. And the woman says something like, oh boy, you're you're being really naughty today. And he's like, oh, I can be naughty today because I ate really Great last night, I had Subway lean meat sandwiches. Right. So now I can be naughty. Now, while they're having this conversation. The funniest joke
1: in the whole in this whole thing, yeah. by the way, is that Subway is, has forever tried to pass itself off as health, yeah. health food. Right,
0: exactly. Also, it's interesting that he says for dinner, because, I mean, you can have Subway for dinner. I'm not trying to shame, but I think of Subway as such a lunch food. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, th- so this couple is just having this conversation, and Cupid happens to be up in a tree listening to them. But he's not firing arrows at them. It's not about turning this couple more in love or anything like that. And then it's and then you'll just hear the announcer come in and advertise like the lean meats or whatever. And then, out of the blue, totally different scene. Totally different scene. We see some uh, rich old lady leaving a fancy store. So let's start from the beginning here. The the one couple is in the park. You're being naughty today. It's okay. I had Subway for dinner last night. Subway sandwiches. Thousands of customizable low fat ways to feel good about being good and okay about being bad. Okay, now this is where I thought I was watching another commercial. We see a woman clearly on Rodeo Drive, right? Uh, And she's an old rich lady with, like, a big fancy poodle-style dog. And then we're going to see standing nearby a biker-looking dude who's probably three years her junior. And then they both get struck by arrows. Now this unlikely couple uh, starts approaching each other and they start making out in the middle of the street. Yes! <laughs> now we see our Cupid boy from the park. He was snipering up on a roof somewhere. Yeah. He, of course, is the one who shot these two. Now we're going to see another Cupid say to this guy, what are you
1: doing? What are you doing? It's okay. I would Subway. Subway, good. So you oh, I don't see. You can be to. naughty if you've had. Yes, I, you said that, that the man was three years her junior. I, I, I think.
0: said. Oh, I, I meant several decades. Her, y- yeah, junior. yeah, he's quite a bit younger. Did I say years? Yeah, That'd be so specific. She looks like she's about sixty five. He's coming in around sixty two. <laughs> no, I'm sorry about that. I meant about f- several decades. Yeah, and he's her like. Junior. Did you
1: say he looks? he's like kind of like he leather vest. A, yeah, a little m- bit of a scuzzy guy. Motorcycle guy. Very, you know. Well healed and and uh, got her standard poodle,
0: but I don't know if it worked. Me telling that story by pausing it and trying to tell it as it went, but for me, my first experience watching that, I was, I was astounded that they spent the back half of the commercial completing a joke that didn't involve sandwiches yeah. or pictures of sandwiches, just completing this idea of okay, so the story of this commercial is a couple that we don't know is lunching he's eating cake because he was good last night that gives Cupid an idea that he can eat subway one night and then go around town creating havoc by shooting arrows into unlikely Yeah, couples. he can just
1: do he can be naughty in some totally unfood related manner yeah because just, of subway and it's like it 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 takes you farther and farther away from whether or not from like the taste of a subway sandwich I also think it's interesting that they just whatever for whatever reason defaulted to like exoticized sitar music. Yeah, for why this, sitar like, music? That, that doesn't make to any do sense. Good with point. Any other signifier in this commercial? I think it's kind of a mess. And
0: who's the other Cupid? Like, does Cupid have a boss who looks like Cupid or a coworker who look, are, were there many Cupids?
1: There were siblings of Cupid, but I think this commercial is just taking the idea of a Cupid as a generic Love angel,
0: right? Exactly. Um, anyway, like you say, a mess. the The one thing that I would say is it to me indicates, and there's something about that commercial that feels very 2003. I don't know that I can explain that more, um, but it does seem like a campaign that probably had a bunch of people displaying "quote unquote" naughty behavior after eating Subway. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this seems so strange to me. But if it's 2003 and you're just watching a lot of football or whatever, and you keep seeing these commercials for Subway where people are being naughty because they had right. a sandwich last night. It gives night. you permission to do then something. Then like sort of like you can see how they're just sort of developing this joke over time. Now you want to talk about an era. I This next set of commercials, and I think I'm just going to play one of them, are for Oikos Greek yogurt. Yep. I believe I'm saying that right. Have you had it?
1: Uh, I probably have, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, this is shot exactly like The Office. This is when everybody was trying to create The Office. This is like a combination of The Office and maybe a little bit of those Sports Center commercials, as far as but the single the camera, single camera, quasi documentary, right. cutting very quickly between verite footage of people in the office interacting to people talking directly to the camera sure. kind of piecing things together right yep and the whole point of these commercials are this is a greek yogurt place and Ares, the god of war i want to say yep um yeah Gre- <laughs> is that greek or roman it's not roman yogurt it's greek yogurt, <laughs> it's greek yogurt. so yogurt. we're gonna go with greek here uh,
1: Ares was the father of cupid no shit. Yeah, Aphrodite and, and uh, Ares were. Somebody we should make a the parents commercial
0: about that. <laughs> anyway, um, so the point is, you see some interior shots of people at the Oikos, you know, headquarters or whatever the office place, and then you see Ares outside in his in his burning chariot, and he wants to get a job at Oikos because he's the Greek god of war and this is Greek yogurt. And so then the rest of the commercial and the rest of the campaign is very office-like, the TV show, very office-like scenes of this Greek God trying to get along with all of these modern human, uh, you know, cubicle mates. The Greek God of war decided to get a job here today. Oikos! You're getting that
1: right?
0: Yes, a man on a chariot. Uh, My name is Aris, God of War. He just came in as if he knew what I was looking for. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that dude loves Oikos I look forward to many millennia Of vanquishing our enemies together Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. There it, no. He's a Greek god We make Greek yogurt It's a perfect fit <laughs> Oikos Possibly the best yogurt in the world okay. okay, the chief marketing officer Carries that commercial yeah. That guy that you hear at the end He makes one fist Another yeah. fist Puts them together It's a perfect fit That guy is awesome He's
1: awesome He absolutely gets it over the finish line I like the style. I think, you know, the, the using the tropes of The Office and those kinds of, um, you know, uh, mockumentary single camera sitcoms works. I'm a little con- – I got distracted thinking about why they chose the god of war Yes. for this. It There's a lot of Greek gods. Yeah, I agree like with you. Like the Greek you. god of pleasure or something, you know. I agree
0: with you. Maybe just because it's – Because they wanted something very disruptive in the office,
1: maybe? I suppose, yeah. I guess, and, you know, it is fun to have, like, someone who's a kind of a warrior type Mm -hmm. in a very, like, otherwise humdrum environment. And it's
0: also very broad. The Greek god of war, you know what I mean? As opposed to something, like, niche, I suppose. Right. Um,
1: They do get pretty niche, some of those. Some of the gods, as they get further and further from the, like, original Olympians, um, they get... Pretty specific, you know.
0: The Greek God of making an appointment and keeping it. Exactly, right. That that was a big one. Um, But so there was another one in this campaign that I saw where he's going to get into an elevator with some co-workers but then he freaks out because he thinks it's a hell box of some sort there's another one where they're in a, a, a meeting unveiling the new labeling so they keep the bringing this packaging. God of yeah. War pack and war so it was pack. a whole campaign I was going to play more but honestly they're not that great yeah. one of them they unveil the new packaging of the yogurt container and then he's sort of like you know in, in a boardroom style meeting and then he like snaps his fingers or something and then suddenly it has a, a warrior's helmet on it and like this guitar music starts playing like they've invested in talent here and sets and it's a high-quality campaign but the jokes are just they just fall a little bit flat with the exception of that CMO guy that you see in that first. yeah but
1: they're right the writing isn't that isn't as top-notch
0: yeah I definitely uh, am feeling that so this next one is one of the few or possibly the only that I believe we might have discussed already on this show I know that we discussed the kind of precursor to this Super Bowl commercial Like the teaser version of this commercial Which we both loved But this is the actual Super Bowl commercial for BMW That aired in the 2022 Super Bowl And um, it stars, uh, you know, the Governator
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger And, you know, the other lady Salma Hayek Salma Hayek, thank you <laughs> The Salmonator
1: The Salmonator uh, And I. And so this is uh, a
0: This is such a modern (laughs) Super Bowl commercial in that, like, they get top quality talent. Yes. Just like the most expensive talent. Yeah. And it's a huge production. And it's, you know, like, just so much money into sets and cinematography. Sure. But the joke just isn't that great. Yeah. And the idea here is... They always
1: skimp on the writing. And that's why they're on strike.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. AI wrote this one. So this is Zeus and Hera, right? And so... Hera would be the goddess, not, that's.
1: Well, she's the goddess of hearth and home, but she's probably best known as the spouse, the wife of Zeus, Zeus. so the two of them are the sort of like king and queen, if you will, of Olympus. Um, And she was famously very jealous, and he was always off like, turning himself into a goat to have sex with a lady or something, and mm. she would be mad about it. And so she turned the lady into a, a, weird a pond or something.
0: What a, what a weird way to trick a lady into having sex with you. I mean, turn I'm, yourself into a goat.
1: I'm generalizing, but it was shit like that. Unless you
0: mean like the greatest of all time, the greatest lover of all time. He, he, turned, a himself go lot.
1: In the, he turned himself into the goat. lot.
0: Wait, no, I had that. Right. That'd be the gloat. Sorry. The not gloat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the, the premise of this one is Zeus has now retired. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's usually going around firing electric, electric bolts into everything, shooting electricity from his hands. Lightning in bolts. Lightning bolts, whatever. Yeah. Um, and in this one, it's just unclear. I'm having trouble describing it because like... He's retired, but then, like, I guess, like, he's trying to float in his pool and relax and not work, but then the neighbor's, like, I think electric lawnmower stalls, so he's like, hey, could you get me a boost or whatever? So people are always asking him to, like, electrify their things right. for him. and this
1: is for an EV, And uh, Yeah, right. so it
0: ends up being for an electric vehicle, a BMW, something or other, but it's just, like... The premise just doesn't hold up. So here, take a listen. Fellow gods, the dark skies have spoken. It is time for Susan and I
1: to retire. But where will you go?
0: Now we see him We see him floating on a pool, literally in Palm Springs. He's floating on a, in a pool on one of those big uh, uh, rafts that looks like a piece of watermelon. And the, it looks like somebody nearby is actually trimming his hedges and his electric hedge trimmer has stalled out.
1: Sorry,
0: Zeus. I need a charge in this. Oh, thanks. Sweetie, it's not rocket science. Now he can't, um, he can't operate the microwave for some reason. So Hera tells him it's not rocket science, and she helps him out. I'm heading out. Don't forget to take Peggy for a walk. She says, "Don't forget to take Peggy for a walk." They have a little Pegasus dog.
1: Yeah, that's cute. Yo, Zeus. Ah, a little juice. <laughs> He, z- he, he zaps somebody's electric golf cart out on the links.
0: Yeah, he's just trying to like putt, but then somebody messes up his putt by saying, "Yo, Zeus, can I get some juice?" I'm
1: done with this place. We'll see about that. Everything okay out there, baby? Hey.
0: I don't. Even, I don't even understand what he's being angry at. Now he's still in Palm Springs. We see a beautiful Palm Springs house. The lights are flicking on and off. I guess he can't control the lighting
1: panel. And then he somehow zaps it too hard, and he put he sends all of uh, all of the all of Palm Springs or Los Angeles or wherever yeah. they are uh, into darkness. A little Peggy, a little walk, huh?
0: Okay. Now suddenly, like, okay. So he turns out all the lights in all of Southern California. I right. guess. Right. And now it's the next day, I guess. And he's saying, hey, Peggy, you want to go for a walk? And now suddenly he's all electrified and he's back in his Zeus armor. I figure you could use a little pick-me-up. All electric? All electric. The BMW iX. Electricity in its ultimate form. Electric Avenue. So the reason he's back in full form is because she said you could use a little pick-me-up. So she got him an electric vehicle. That puts him back in his armor. Now they're driving around singing the song. Like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like what is the plot of this? He doesn't like retirement because he can't use the microwave and other people are asking him for and, help but he doesn't know how to use a light switch.
1: Electrified objects other elect- other battery powered objects don't work. So she gets to another battery powered object.
0: Yeah, none of this makes any sense at all. And then he's like kind of changing all the lights to green as he's driving. Yeah, down the, the craft style. What's that?
1: There's a great scene in The Craft. Oh, uh, really? Where like the, the the witches get their powers and they're drive. They're like partying and driving through uh, the streets, and they're just changing the lights as they uh, go and causing that havoc. Sounds
0: like fun. Now that is the epitome of why I hate Super Bowl commercials. It really right? is.
1: It's it's like all this flash, all this talent, so all this production. Much, so much
0: production. So, so much, much money. money.
1: And then yeah, like.
0: Doesn't make any sense. It really
1: doesn't make any sense. It's just like there's like two generally related ideas, which is Zeus shoots lightning bolts. Yeah. And we have an electric car. But also and it doesn't
0: there... know how to use the microwave. What does that have anything to do with anything?
1: Yeah. It's just nothing. Like they're just like they're like these two slightly related ideas. And then they just think like, oh, it's Selma and and Arnold and they'll just carry it. Now and they are good like I enjoy watching them.
0: Yeah, their but, performances are fine but, but the what, jokes don't
1: make any it sense. It
0: doesn't make any sense. So, I don't remember talking about that commercial with you in a Super Bowl episode. No, but I don't we either. talk about hundreds of commercials after yeah, a Super Bowl. Yeah, but I think so we might have skipped over that we one. We might have skipped it. But We did talk leading up to that Super Bowl about this teaser version of it. And the teasers are usually better. You don't know what's going on. Um, They're shorter. They're more to the point. And now, of course, we get the joke of this one a little bit better. We understand that Zeus is retired, right? So he's just like hanging out with us mortals. And so he's in a coffee shop. But we don't know that at first. All we see is this slack-jawed-looking barista. That's Matty
1: Carter-Ropal. Yeah.
0: Why do we know Matty Carter? Why do we know him?
1: Because he's he's just like a a pretty well known. I mean, I don't know if, if I'd say he's well known, but he's a he's a character actor who works a lot, who has a very distinctive look.
0: And I recognized his uh, performance right away, and his face right away, but I didn't know who it was. Um, and clearly, I still can't pronounce the last name. But anyway, we just see him in a coffee shop as a barista, and he's trying to pronounce the name on the cup.
1: I got a macchiato for uh,
0: Zeus. Zois? Zois! It's Zeus. Whoa. Kind of like the Greek god of lightning. It's exactly like that.
1: Arnold's just mean mugging him as he takes his coffee. Cool.
0: He just, he's just, the comedy is Schwarzenegger just yeah. staring at this kid as he just slowly walks away. And it's really well done. It and is, that intrigues me so much more than the first commercial.
1: It is well done, although it has even less to do with the product. It just, no, that is true. At the it's end, like... it just has the BMW logo and the date Super of the Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. But I guess I do take a little bit of um, nitpicky issue with the fact that um, this coffee barista can't. Pronounced Zeus, but he knows instantly that when he hears the name <laughs> Zeus, that it's the Greek god of lightning. Okay, like touche. what kind of education did you get, <laughs> sir?
0: <laughs> That's a really good point. Uh, maybe just maybe he's just an oral uh, like an he's, oral he's learner. A, he's a, he just yeah. He
1: learns. Yeah, he, he's not. He's got uh, some sort of dyslexia.
0: You want to talk? I don't know if you want to talk, but you want to talk about terrible. Super Bowl commercials. That last one I <laughs> played for, for you was from 2022. We're going to go back to 2021. And now we're sort of in the height of the internet really... Being used as a tool in the in the Super Bowl commercial game back in twenty eleven, right? Like we're, I think we're starting to see like the real, truly mo- what we know now is the modern Super Bowl commercials, these huge spectacles, right. the teasers being released online or whatever. Um, and this is for something uh, called Kia. Well, it's for a car called Something Kia. called Kia. <laughs> I realize I started that sentence wrong. And the name of the commercial is one What did of- I
1: say yesterday? I referred to um, a sandwich as an object. <laughs> oh yeah, you did refer. A sandwich.
0: You were talking about an expensive sandwich that you got at the ball game a, yeah. a few weeks ago. And you said even though it was the most expensive sandwich you've ever paid for, probably anywhere. Probably anywhere. You don't regret that one because it actually paid off. Yes. It was really good as opposed to sometimes you pay, like I paid $13 for a slice of pizza yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I got like... That wasn't very I good. I got
1: chicken fingers and fries for not that much less, probably $5 less than the crab sandwich. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I paid a little bit less, but I enjoyed it like exponentially less.
0: And as we were talking about that, you said, okay, so I paid a lot for this object. And I was like, (laughs) I guess a sandwich is an object. I guess a
1: sandwich is an object. But it seemed odd. (laughs) Um,
0: So, I am going to read to you the official description of what happens in this commercial. By the way, there's only one Greek God in this, and it only happens for a second. But since we're talking about Super Bowl commercials anyway, and this technically fits the Greek God segment, I'm going to read to you the full description of this commercial as it's posted on the iSpot website, which means I think this came from the creatives who posted it. In this Kia ad that aired during Super Bowl... Okay, now you got me. What is that? Twenty? Uh, what's L fifty? So forty five. Forty five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I should have edited this. Uh, in this Kia ad that aired during Super Bowl forty five, a man and a woman are handcuffed to a police motorcycle, and the officer steals their Optima. Let me just say, this is the opening shot of the commercial. You have no idea why two people are handcuffed to a police motorcycle and why, a police officer is speeding away in a car like even reading this description I was like oh wait yeah is this how this thing started again (laughs) this is such a fast paced Okay. a man and woman are handcuffed to a police motorcycle the officer steals their Optima as the officer makes his getaway a man in a helicopter fires a missile
1: now there's a man in a helicopter
0: that attaches a suction cup to the car the aircraft lifts the vehicle up off the road and the officer jumps out of the driver's seat into the water below just as the helicopter is about to reach a large yacht the god Poseidon emerges out of the sea and grabs the Kia for himself when he holds it aloft in his hand however
1: this is so confusing Ron
0: (laughs) when he holds it aloft in his hand however a green abduction beam from an alien spacecraft carries the car away once again greater and greater
1: authorities are trying to get this Kia for themselves
0: back on the alien's home planet the extraterrestrials are taking the Optima for a test drive when a wormhole opens up and transports the Kia and its driver to an ancient Mesoamerican society. The people's ruler summoned the car while standing in front of a pyramid, and all the spectators start to cheer.
1: So ultimately, the ultimate power in the universe is the Aztecs.
0: I I guess so. Take a listen to this. I mean, I don't even know why I'm playing this.
1: So this cop is like driving away looking satisfied. But like now here comes the helicopter. And there's sort of like a James Bond-style villain in the helicopter. It gets the, suction gets the key. It does the cop? Oh yeah, the cop jumps out, so he's no longer a factor.
0: Now they're trying to get this
1: onto a mega yacht.
0: Car onto a mega yacht. There's suction cups and helicopters.
1: But here comes Poseidon. Oh, I like the Poseidon. He's yeah. like a huge, like water sh- man made of water. Yeah. Okay, then it comes the alien beam. It's very like Independence Day style.
0: Now we're on a planet. Aliens are driving the Kia around. Uh-oh, wormhole. wormhole.
1: They, they beam themselves out of the car just in time. The car shoots through into some kind of Aztec ritual. And everybody cheers. One epic ride. Optima. Says Optima.
0: That is the type of Super Bowl commercial that just they're like we're going to grab all the attention by being big but instead it just becomes noise. You know, these are the types of commercials I feel like that the room talks over cuz it's too much going on. It's
1: a lot going on. I guess we might disagree a little bit. I actually kind of prefer it to the BMW ad. Because I get because it feels to me like yes, it's confusing when you describe it and it's chaotic to describe it in words, but it is visually like pretty well executed and I think like Maybe because I knew what to expect. I don't know what it would have been like if I'd just seen it mm-hmm. for the first time and like had no concept of like what was coming next, but because I had all the context you'd given me, I felt like, yes, this is telling a linear narrative which is greater and greater uh by each order, each each new thing that wants this car is like an order of magnitude more powerful than the one that came before it. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting that they took it all the way back to like an Aztec pyramid, yeah. sort of an interesting place to leave. But you got to leave. You got to decide something's the ultimate power, and, and it's either that or like literally, you know, God on a throne, right? So I mean, oh, that I, would be interesting. It would be interesting. I think. I think that would have been very dicey. So I think it's like you know. I think they they ended it. They took it to kind of an interesting place, and I just thought it was kind of an, an original idea.
0: I just think it starts so confusingly. It starts so confusing that without yeah. any kind of setup to it, without seeing a couple driving in the car you and need then to seeing show a the cop, cop
1: taking it,
0: the cop taking it yeah. because it's just like you're you're just figuring it out halfway yeah, through. I agree. And Already so much has happened by the time. Like you're... I said,
1: I think that suffers. That would suffer a lot if you had no, if you didn't read, if you didn't spend 10 minutes uh, doing a white paper on it beforehand. You know, <laughs> Right,
0: exactly. That, that description was really something. Now, this next one, I really wish it was better because I love the pun involved. You're okay. going to know why I like this pun. It's very much my style of punnery. It reminds me of something I would do. They came up with the... The jokey word first, and then work backwards from it. Because, ladies and gentlemen, you're familiar with Aphrodite. How about Aphrodite, the goddess of making apps? (laughs) I think (laughs) basically,
1: but it's get out. (laughs) I think I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to this (laughs) Credit One Bank commercial. Yeah, this
0: is Credit One Bank, which. That sounds like a brand I know. And they're like, Credit One Bank. What the hell is that? That's just an online... Yeah,
1: like credit. It's such a generic name. I know the word credit. I know the word one. I know the word bank. It seems like maybe I've heard them together, but no. But
0: then you're like, wait, that's not a legacy brand. That's just some like online banking thing, right? But we see a guy, and I believe he's supposed to be at a um, speed dating event. Okay. It's not super clear. It might... I could be wrong about that. This could just be a uh, a first date. but I, I bet see... you
1: there's a whole show around oh, in speed dating. Yeah,
0: look, because if you look in the background carefully, you see people are wearing name tags. There's some like little table tent on yes, his table that says love. Dating. So it's a speed dating thing. And there's a, you know, you know, kind of average middle age or like 30 something balding beardy, you know. Do you, my, you my still go, guy, do you think
1: you can still go on a speed date in Seattle? Oh, but
0: just somewhere somebody's got that. I'm sure there's still like cuddle rooms too. Right? Remember that was a big thing.
1: Well, big thing I think is probably overstating it. But yes, I remember when it was uh was a thing.
0: Um anyway, so you have this guy. Um and there's a
1: there's a company called City Swoon. Oh. That appears appears to be having uh Seattle events.
0: Hmm. Uh, I wonder if it's next door to the um, driver's ed place called Swerve. Would <laughs> be interesting if swoon and swerve are next to each other. Um, I think we've talked about you that better on this swerve because right? somebody's gonna be <laughs> swooning right in front of your car. Right, exactly. Uh, anyway, so you have this guy, and again, I don't think that he's a super losery looking guy, but he's a very averagey kind of guy, right? Yeah. He's like um, a bi- bit younger than me, but like male pattern baldness, glasses, beard, whatever. And he's trying to get back on the scene. So they're he's definitely not horrible.
1: trying to make you think make you horny for this dude.
0: Exactly. Um, but anyway, so he's sitting at this table, and then who just magically? appears? peers Genevieve but Aphrodite. Okay everybody take your seats
1: I am Aphrodite, goddess of apps. I'm Jerry. I bless mortals <laughs> with boundless wisdom.
0: Oh, I uh reupholster found furniture. Do you know <laughs> what what does she say I do what with mortals? I
1: bless mortals with boundless wisdom. With
0: boundless wisdom, okay.
1: Mortals with boundless wisdom. Oh,
0: I uh reupholster found furniture. <laughs>
1: My Digital Kingdom makes it easy for mortals to check their balance, easily schedule payments, and earn and boost their rewards. I think I love
0: you. It. <gasps> I meant it The app. Next mortal. Top rated app. I think she just says thanks mortal. Next man. mortal. Oh, next mortal. So she's going to, she wants um, to go to
1: the new, her next speed date.
0: So I need to clean my ears out.
1: I don't think that they want people going to speed dating just to promote their apps their business Ooh, yeah be, oh. i bet you that's a rule
0: i bet you that's something that comes up on huh? your. i bet you it does come say, up oh my yeah. gosh well i'm on my grind i'm gonna do this yeah um
1: have you heard about um lululemon but jerry or not lululemon i always do i always make that mistake i what's
0: always, the you're thinking of the
1: Lularo. lularoo
0: and that's the one, like, the, the, the
1: one of the one of the mcms yeah
0: um but anyway jerry does a good job I think think Jerry was good. Yeah,
1: Jerry's carrying the commercial. Yeah, Um, it's interesting that they had him upholstering found furniture. That's like a little bit of an idiosyncratic and unusual job. Like you would think they'd have him be like creative. Yeah, yeah, and you'd think they'd have him be like you know, oh, I. you know, I do taxes. Yeah, or I'm, whatever. An I'm an, No yeah. offense to accountants. Yeah, but, but yeah, something just, something something very, just yeah. sort of like middle of the road, like average guy. And yeah. I, it's kind of interesting that they have, they've styled him like a very average Joe, but they gave him, they bothered to write him a backstory that's like slightly more interesting.
0: Yeah, I wonder if like it was written by people who think like, oh, that's like not masculine I, or that's, something. That's what it
1: feels like. Yeah.
0: but in our like social set and our people <laughs> of our class, like, oh my God, really you? Oh,
1: okay. You I'm, I'm more mince- interested in his like, job than I am in her fake yeah, job.
0: <laughs> exactly. I totally agree. This one, I don't even know if this is worth playing, but I will. It's just a 30 second ad. It's for Ferrero Rocher. Those are those little candies, right? They're yes, those little, they're wrapped in
1: gold. They're round. Yeah.
0: Chocolate candies. With like a little crunchies
1: gold. on the outside. Is there anything uh, on the inside? Yeah. Well, yes, obviously. So here's what's in a <laughs> Ferrero Rocher. Let me break it down for you. Obviously. The inside is like a kind of a, a mousse, like a, a, a soft yeah, okay, chocolate yeah. um, ball. And then wrapped around that is like a, a cookie, like a very thin, crunchy layer. Yeah, okay. Then then dipped in that, it's dipped in chocolate with like some little crunchy, I don't know if they're like rice crunchies yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of like speckled. Then it's wrapped in gold. And then that gold ball is sat inside of like a little um, like thin paper Like like uh, scalloped edged dish.
0: Do you know who uh, invented them?
1: I don't. The gods. A long time ago, in an ancient time, the gods of Olympus would gather every night, and to make every night special, they had a divine secret. Then one day, it slipped from the heavens. And so it was that we learned their special secret.
0: Ferrero Rocher, share something special.
1: So they are something. a very decadent candy. Mm-hmm. That to me is the perfect use of the Greek gods as like as like a, the epitome of luxury. Yeah. Because Ferrero Rocher is a very luxurious candy. I think um, it's got, I think one of its dominant flavors other than chocolate is hazelnut. So that, can oh, be, that's
0: probably what's on the outside. Yeah, those, I think it's those little, aren't rice, crisps, yeah, not rice crispies, just little yeah.
1: hazelnuts. But anyway, yeah, it's very like, um, it, yeah, I think that's a good use, kind of a good, a good, uh, association for that candy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, do we even have to describe it? There's, there's a bacchanal up on Mount Olympus yes, or up in the and heavens they, they're, and They're
1: they're eating their candy.
0: They shoot an arrow into a perfect pyramid of these candy yes. balls and then they go flying all over and the gods are um, having a chocolate orgy. And then it's the
1: God's Must Be Crazy Ferrero Rocher edition.
0: Yeah, one of them drops one <laughs> down to earth. Um, you
1: saw you saw that movie, right, as a kid? Yeah, is that the Coke bottle? Yes.
0: Yeah, I should I watch that again. I feel like my family again. was obsessed
1: with that movie for now, a Now, does that
0: hold up? Or, Probably I, not. That gets into some real insensitive territory as far as how we portray indigenous people, I'm assuming.
1: I certainly don't think you would want to make it today. I haven't seen it in a long time. I mean...
0: I haven't seen it since
1: the movie's position. I think is you know that the 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 tribesman who finds the bottle is the hero of the movie, mm-hmm. but also it's a little probably uh, infantilizing mm-hmm. that you know they find one piece of manufactured glass and like it ruins their whole society because uh, they're so childlike. Oh, is know? that what
0: ends? See, I couldn't remember the details of yeah. kind of what
1: the story of the of the gods must be crazy is. I uh, I believe it's over the Australian outback. Um, a plane flies overhead, um, like a small plane, and the somebody in the plane plane thoughtlessly drops an empty Coke bottle out of the plane window and it lands in the in the the outback, you know, the desert, I guess. And um a tribe or maybe it's not I'm sorry, I think I misspoke. It's not Australia, it's somewhere in Africa.
0: I thought it might have been Africa. Yeah,
1: my mistake. Um, so, but but the other parts were, were were accurate. So, a plane flies overhead. It drops. Uh, somebody drops a Coke bottle. Uh, a a person in a tribe, uh, like a subsistence tribe, finds it, and they use. it. first, they use the Coke bottle for all kinds of things because they've never had like an, a perfectly round object before. Seems wrong, but whatever. But then, because it's such a special object, they start fighting over it, mm. and it's like. Oh, this this object from the gods is actually a curse. We got to return it to the gods. So they try to take it back to like the white people in the city, mm. and adventure in you know comedy ensues.
0: Interesting. I didn't know it had that sort of um, crocodile Dundee aspect. Yeah, it's like fish it. out
1: of water kind of. Or that
0: would be Crocodile Dundee two, where he goes to. No, wait. Yeah, I'm being serious. Like, well, he, he goes-, goes to
1: bo- he goes to the city in both of in them. in both of them. Okay, yeah.
0: gotcha. Um. Okay. So. This next commercial I'm going to play for you is two minutes long, and I don't know if it officially aired on television. This seems to be the type of thing that was made to advertise stuff, so I'm going with it here. But it seems like it's one of those things. Somebody sat around a boardroom and said, we got to go viral again, right? And believe it or not, this is for basically lamb meat. (laughs) I'm serious. You, this said, is
1: you f- said lamb meat, right? Yes.
0: So, like, this is for whatever council represents lamb farmers Uh in australia okay okay and i think they have a reputation for releasing like edgy commercials that get people talking or whatever and i don't like and
1: also the rules are very i feel like the the culture and the rules are very lax in australia you know like we've seen some crazy shit come out of new zealand and australia as far as
0: cultural sensitivity and whatnot yes exactly um and so I had, I read, this is from 2017. I read somewhere that, like, oh yeah, they, they, you know, released this on the heels of after getting headlines from like being protested by PETA and what have you. But like, so I don't really understand the full backstory of this, but this is clearly a video that was made to kind of go viral and eventually advertise how good lamb is at your meals. And it's a such, a long walk for that payoff. <laughs> but it's interesting. And like, It's a long
1: it's, walk for a very small bite of lamb.
0: But, at, and it also doesn't even really make sense at the end as far as how it connects to lamb. But it is the type of commercial that I originally wanted to do, to do a show on, which is people taking... More modern religious figures, Uh uh, or ones that are still worshiped today, you know, um, and incorporating them into an ad.
1: Yeah. Can I assume that Muhammad is not on the list?
0: Don't worry. They address it. Don't worry. They address (laughs) (laughs) it. That's a great line from community, right? (laughs) Yeah. Don't worry. They address it. And that's the thing. As a sketch, I think actually a lot of the jokes are kind of funny. I'm just going to play on this. What you need to know, and I, I. I hope we don't ruin it by like pausing it a million times and explaining it, but I kind of don't want to overly set this up. But basically, every god you can imagine is sitting around the table. We have um, some... You know, classical gods like we're, we've been talking about here today. You have Jesus, and he's really the star of the show, as, as he ever. often is. But you also have some. You have Vishnu, like uh, uh-huh. somebody with like a, a an elephant nose sitting at the table. You have well, all kinds of people. We'll kind of identify them as they go. One person confused me until a reveal, and I was like, "Oh man, there there's some real cleverness in this." But I'm wondering if you're gonna like it or if it's just going to feel like oh we're really trying to shake the cage here okay, yeah, okay. um so take a listen i i believe that that would probably be Zeus yeah, that we see talking first yeah it looks like we're opening first, on Zeus and then he's going to he's directing this first comment towards Jesus Jesus where's your dad
1: he's everywhere just joking. he's working can you get that Thanks, Zeus. God, I love this lamb. You're Well, wow, that's a relief.
0: So I guess because she says God, everybody says mm-hmm. you're welcome. And she
1: just seems to be like a normal looking, attractive woman.
0: Well, that was, the person who said that was, I believe, Aphrodite, who said, I love this lamb. But then while she's saying that, some oh, one see. like kind of human being, uh, just an Australian woman uh, in a red dress is sitting down to join all of these gods.
1: Thanks, Zeus. God. I love this lamb. Well, that's a relief. It's a nightmare catering for you lot with all your dietary requirements. Oh, no, no, not for me, um designated
0: driver. Jesus was pouring wine into Aphrodite's glass, and yeah. she said, uh, none from me. I am a designated driver. And
1: we, we saw somebody who looked like a Norse god of some kind, yes. an Odin or yes. something.
0: Um, and so because she's the designated driver, Jesus is going to take that uh, glass of wine that he just poured Aphrodite, and he's going to turn it into water. See that? Reverse miracle. I think that's yours, Aphrodite. Aphrodite's dating app is blowing up. How do I get that thing? So Zeus wants that app too. For myself. Belgius! Moses okay, so,
1: is parting the peas on his plate.
0: Yes, exactly. Moses
1: uh, is not a god. Bitsy no, does. he's not.
0: He just represents Judaism
1: here. Oh, Lord.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's, that's I guess why he's there. It is there. sort of
1: hard to depict Yahweh.
0: Yes, exactly. And then you have a sailor. Can you tell who this sailor is? Get that thing. For myself. Moses, can you pass those down? Hi. Should we address the elephant in the room? So uh, Moses just passes the peas. There's nothing there. The I can't tell who the sailor
1: is. Is this is this going to become clear? It will become clear okay. in a second.
0: I want to tell you now, but it'll become <laughs> clear in a second. Um, and then somebody says, should we address, I think it's maybe Buddha. Somebody says, should we address the elephant in the room? And then Vishnu takes offense at sort that. Sort of like,
1: takes, gives a sharp look. Not
0: funny. Two and a half thousand years ago. It's not funny now. <laughs> <laughs> what is this music?
1: It's his playlist.
0: Oy. Christian rock this one's about me. They're all about you I don't understand why people take photographs of food,
1: you know, she probably has more followers than anyone at this table
0: really You're famous. Have you ever thought about Scientology? <laughs> <laughs> so the sailor was L. Ron Hubbard, L.
1: Ron Hubbard. And He goes
0: to pull out some literature Fantastic. Just open your Ron, 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 uh, Let's not get into religion at the table I gave up dinner with Tom Cruise for this.
1: Yeah, sure. I'll see you next time.
0: So the the one person who is not religious in any way uh, is getting off the phone with somebody.
1: Who's that? Mohammed can't make an appearance. <laughs> Dad can't pick up. That is a shame. Oh, I got a match. Yeah. What does eggplants mean?
0: (laughs) There's also an alien at the table, by the way, for some reason. (laughs) Um, I don't mean
1: to be rude, but what religion are you? Oh, I'm no religion. Which is the fastest growing religion in Australia based on recently published census data. We really need a better marketing team. I knew we shouldn't have spent all that money on pamphlets. (laughs) What should we toast to? to science What about just Lamb? The mate we can all wait. The lamb. We really should get together more it, often. It would make the galaxy. So the th- the joke is it's the it's one meat pork, that has no religious cows. prohibition. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it does I sort mean, of tie together at the end. I, then
1: I then I assume we are not seeing I don't think we can see any um
0: yeah, like any Buddhists Buddhist. because
1: they're vegetarian. Exactly. Right?
0: Yeah. So maybe I was wrong when I d- identified one guy as Buddha. There's a lot of other people who we didn't even mention at that. Yeah, table. it's a it big
1: was- table, and it'd be kind of fun to like sit down and do like a one, you know, mm-hmm. like walk through it one one at a time. Um, It looked like like there
0: was an Egyptian queen. Some kind
1: of Egyptian queen, some kind of like um, uh, Japanese uh, representation Mm -hmm. of uh, maybe Shinto. She
0: was the one who was taking the photo of her food, and they said, oh, she probably has more followers than any of you.
1: Yeah, it's confusing. Confusing if you don't have like a world religions background. Yeah, It is kind of fun
0: to. The alien is kind of fun,
1: but I feel like they should have. They missed an opportunity to go with a flying spaghetti monster.
0: Oh sure, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I also, and maybe just as an atheist, like I really hate. There's just like this is in some ways very clever. I think Jesus does has some really good moments. He's a real prick. Yeah, he's kind of a real prick. He's like this one's about me. Um, he kind of does some sort of glances at the camera that I sort of find funny but like when she says I'm not religious and that's the growing religion like this I mean, it's just like it's so clunkily it's written clunky. in that way because like not believing in something is not a religion in fact that's one that's sort of like I remember people making that argument against atheists or something as if like I mean not that we have to get into this but like <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe in a higher power right or an afterlife or any of that stuff but I don't talk about it and I never feel like convincing other people of that if they believe in something like I'm not trying to undercut what they believe in and try to prove that I'm right I know that some atheists do that and that's probably very annoying but then I would always hear people say well you know not believing in something is its own religion I'm like no quite quite not so with me sir like don't tell me that my not believing is a religion I just simply don't believe like yeah I agree with
1: you and I'm I'm the same way and I, I would never evangelize some atheists do I, th- I can understand how particularly from a religious person's point of view lack of faith or or uh to be a, to be an atheist to be someone who says declaratively i do not believe that there is a a supernatural higher power of any kind which is different from agnosticism which mm-hmm. i think everybody can kind of understand that but i can understand how from a believer's point of view you know to be convicted To be convinced of a of that there is no higher power is a belief system that is in some ways analogous to a faith.
0: But that's their perspective because they're so obsessed with religion. But you
1: you can't see how that might be how that how that analog would would naturally occur to somebody i i can
0: i feel like that is such a religious way of looking at it well, because in the same the world way, is a
1: religious place
0: because you would say well i also don't believe in aliens is that a religion <laughs> no you just don't believe like and some yeah. people do you know you could even yeah. make a scientific argument for something being out there but let's just say that i'm somebody who is talking yeah. to a religious person and they say do you believe in aliens or for some reason that just comes up at a bar and you would yeah. say no i don't believe in aliens Would they say, see, that's a kind of religion. You don't believe in something. I'd be like, no, it's not part of my faith. It's not a guiding principle for me. It's not about worship or non-worship. I just don't believe there are aliens. That's not... It's it, like it's they just can't unshackle themselves from their religious perspective on the well, world now who's
1: evangelizing
0: I am evangelizing about <laughs> that argument, but I don't care that people believe in something I think yeah. in, in some ways religion causes harm But in some ways religion causes great good and I grew up religious and I yeah. have no qualms about that I am not the type of person who would go around trying to argue about religion, but I I would get my hackles up and I have gotten my hackles up when people tell me that not believing in something is a kind of religion for me because you're talking about me now.
1: I think we just disagree on this because I think um to live with the conviction that there is no higher power is a belief system.
0: Is not believing in aliens a belief system?
1: Sure. Just like believing I believe I'm more I think there are aliens. I find it very hard to believe it in a essentially infinite universe there isn't um another species that has you know at least alive if not intelligent life so yeah i fully believe in aliens
0: and i that's kind of a bad example because i would believe in aliens or some sort of life form that we don't know about obviously before i would believe in a, a higher power but like i'm just trying to think like Anything. So just the argument magic. Of, of magic. Exactly. I, I don't believe in actual magic. You always say to me, I don't believe in jinxes. You know, I, I was nervous about wearing my Mariner shirt to the ballgame <laughs> the other day because I felt like every time I worn it lately, they were losing, right? Um and so we were kind of kidding about that. I'm kind of kidding on the square. But if there's somebody who truly believes in jinxes, and yeah. then they say to Genevieve, Genevieve, jinxes are real, and you say, No, they're not, isn't it condescending of them to say, well, then that is your that is that is your belief system, as they're if that's both- a guiding principle of you it's like no i'm just not fucking with that
1: well you're you're sort of i feel like you're kind of um trying to whittle this argument down to something that is so so trivial that it couldn't possibly qualify as a belief system but it is all of a piece right if i part of my part of the reason i don't believe in jinxes is, is that i don't believe that there are Um, supernatural or unexplainable powers in the world which actually is very much interconnected with the belief Mm -hmm. system in which some things cannot be explained but are are true I don't believe as a matter of my belief system that there are things that are truly unexplainable and truly supernatural I think there are things we don't know how to explain but that they are not unexplainable and that cannot simply be chalked up to a, a magical higher power but if you live in a, if you if you operate in a belief system in which um, some things can occur without a rational or scientific explanation. In fact, that is part of a larger belief system.
0: That is, right. If you believe that things can happen that are like supernatural. Well, that's or, what religion yeah. is. Right, exactly.
1: So but I'm saying it is all belief.
0: That is a belief system. But I'm saying not believing in that. Dis- like not believing. Let's just go back to the aliens thing. Let's just say that I don't believe in aliens. That doesn't affect how I navigate my life. Except for in the moment that somebody at a bar asks me that. Or that I'm getting sucked up in a tractor beam. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't. It's not a guiding principle it's just something that i don't believe in whereas i believe if you believe in religion at all if you believe that there's a higher power and especially if you believe that you have to worship that higher power that is a belief system that is going to impact the way you navigate your life
1: i just think that everything we believe all it is all part of a larger operating system right so we all make judgments about things like whether jinxes are real whether aliens are real and i mean real in the sense of like they've come to earth let's just say it's like the 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 most kind of
0: like there's an actual conspiracy to cover it up by the government
1: like like okay conspiracy is a great word to use here because there we are seeing this more and more in normal society a belief system in which conspiracy is an operating principle is a thing that really happens and is actually like Uh, you know, operates in our lives or operates in the world, that's a belief system. It's a way of interpreting the facts and information that is conveyed to you within a system of belief. And that's why I say that atheism is, in fact, a system of belief. It's not a faith, because there's nothing to have faith in. In fact, it's it's the opposite of faith. It's not a religion, but it's a belief system.
0: I guess in something I could throw into your Argument corner would also be sort of like, what if you're somebody who doesn't believe in vaccines? Right. Then that's that part is, of the belief. System. That is part of a belief system. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I would, I would go uh, with that. But here's what I do believe: I believe we've gone too long by arguing long. about atheism, and so we're going to skip the. With what Love about from... Buzzy the funeral home cat? <laughs> we don't have time to unpack those words you just said right now. Let's skip right ahead to the ad. Calls.
1: Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words
0: saying, only the echoes of my mind. I guess we should start by replaying this GoDaddy commercial that we, I sort of stumbled around with at the top of the show. Uh, this was from a show you put together, was it just last week, I think? You were... um it was about wrestlers. Featuring people who were famous wrestlers appearing in commercials. Um, and this one was a GoDaddy commercial featuring Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm pausing here because I'm trying to remember what the... Jean Claude Van Damme wasn't a wrestler. What's the the, wrestling connection? The reason
1: that we played this one is that it was, there was an a commercial that was done in response to it that featured Hulk oh, Hogan. Oh,
0: and this one set it up. Yes. Right. Okay, gotcha. So this is a GoDaddy commercial, and we see a woman who you believe to be a small business owner in her own um, florist shop. In my belief system. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think she's maybe struggling with getting new orders or something. Do you remember how this is set she's up? She's
1: struggling with fulfilling all the new orders ah, that are coming in. She needs okay. a better hosting platform or something
0: i see and then a very goofy version of jean claude van damme who's in her shop constantly doing the splits yeah also holding a, a like a, a boom box on the shoulder listening to cheesy music uh it tries to help her another order 38 new orders And she's dancing along with him <laughs> it's like
1: really inspiring her to like get her business on
0: he's like swinging a katana blade he's pumping iron in her shop all while doing the splits in the air sonic boom so what happens there at the end is he's hanging upside down like Spider-Man about to kiss a girl. and in
1: It's like our only reference for a person hanging upside down. <laughs> have got to get a new reference for that.
0: And then he just says, in that weird voice, Sonic Boom. And we could not figure out. Well,
1: you figured it out on the fly. Yeah, that was I looked it up. But in the moment, we were like, what in the Street hell? Fighter
0: what the hell is he singing? Why is his voice all weird? Why is he saying Sonic Boom? And then a, a quick Google search revealed to me that there was a movie made of the Street Fighter video game. In the video game itself, that character Guile, who is played by Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme in the movie, says, um, Sonic Boom. Um, and so th- that's in the actual, like, video game itself. Right. So we got a note from a listener who didn't leave a name who said, um... Van Damme played a character called Guile in the Street Fighter video game movie adaptation, which came out in 1994. The movie was pretty terrible and a disappointment to all of us Street Fighter fans. (laughs) The worst part, that is, Guile is supposed to be some super patriotic army guy with an American flag tattoo on his arm, but in the movie, he got played by a European with a heavy accent. Yeah,
1: the muscles from Brussels.
0: (laughs) In the GoDaddy commercial, the music is Guile's theme music. Okay. So that's his theme music in the game, and Sonic Boom is Guile's fireball move and then here's a couple of uh, youtube clips for reference oh, sure. it's
1: fireball move
0: you, so you know and we were talking about yeah. the uh that like kind of uh, <laughs> death moves or whatever you call it that uh, the characters in this video game and others of this era would have uh as they're fighting like they're sort of their their coup de gras or whatever so this is a in fact this is a video says uh, evolution of guile's is street Sonic fighter the boom. game where they
1: say finish him
0: I think so, or is
1: that Mortal Kombat?
0: Oh, I get those confused. Yeah. I don't know, man. Is it Mortal Kombat where the, somebody pulls a spine out of I feel somebody? Like that's right? Mortal,
1: Mortal Kombat was famously like the really gory yes death. And it's death. so
0: funny to think about that now yeah, I think it's so there was one. Looking. I think there was one at the like Pizza Hut. It was probably already kind of getting a little bit old by this point. I was in high school, but there was, like, a arcade game of that in the Pizza Hut near my house in North Olmsted, Ohio. And I remember my friends would play it. And like, I was never good at those games where you have to be, like, really, really fast and pull people's spines out. But anyway, so here's a, here's a montage of Guile saying Sonic Boom in the video game. Okay. So this that's, that that's gets closer. Know, so this yeah. is the evolution, and uh, it's two minutes. Oh, he stopped saying it here. We're probably in the 2000s now or something. So anyway, I can't play the whole thing, but you could hear him saying Sonic Boom in the earlier one. So, Finish him um, was Mortal
1: Kombat, just, gotcha. just to clarify. Thank you.
0: And I don't think that... Van Dam actually ever says that line in the movie, but this listener also sent in just a clip from the movie if we want to hear Van Dam as Guile. I think the beginning of this is kind of funny. Let's take a listen.
1: Are you men enough to fight with me? Anyone who opposes me will be destroyed.
0: Carl, you can't!
1: Oh, yes, I can. Just take the hostages out. If I'm not topside in 15 minutes, evacuate without me. Both of you. That's an order.
0: This just has all the trappings of the final fight scene of a 1990s. Oh, my
1: God. This action is movie like so this, hilarious. you got the
0: bad guys clearly a stand-in for some sort of Nazi esque figure. I'm sure it all comes from the video game too, yeah. but like you know, a lot of insignia with eagles, and right? And r- one like of those tall red hats. uniforms and a tall hat. And the, yeah, anyway, so uh, there's going to be the big.
1: This is this is something I would love to listen to. How did this get made? About.
0: Oh yeah, would you watch the movie first, or do you like that podcast without having to watch the? movie? No, I always want part? to watch the you movie. You do watch the yeah. movie first. See, that's the tough part for me. Oh no, I don't like sitting through bad movies. I love
1: sitting through a bad movie if someone's going to talk about it with. Me. Me afterwards
0: um so anyway oh by the way this listener ends by saying what street fighter has to do with GoDaddy?" you got me nobody knows nobody knows um it's provocative okay <laughs> justin sent in this commercial this is a new commercial for the nfl the nfl season is about to begin yep. and they do marketing right right as they the, do. the nfl um they are just
1: you can take issue with a lot of things the NFL you does. Can take issue with but not their the marketing. NFL does. Yeah. Exactly.
0: But they're a behemoth. They're just like, talk about the elephant in the room. Like, you just cannot, even when you're talking about the bad things about the NFL, everybody's always talking about the NFL, I feel like. Maybe our audience would take issue with that. But they are a behemoth. Behemoth?
1: Bo- Be- behemoth,
0: behemoth, behemoth, I think. Behemoth. is my Mortal Kombat character's <laughs>
1: name. Bohemoth. He's
0: got a bow staff For starters (laughs) Bulky guy Anyway This is a pretty good Marketing campaign I do not know Enough about All of the famous Football players In this commercial To tell you Who everybody is So I'm going to Let the audio Just kind of Do the work here And people They either know Or they don't know But The joke here is that the 2023 NFL season is about to kick off. And it's funny, like everybody's like, I can't believe the NFL would just be leaning into this conspiracy theory. The idea is that it's all fixed like this is a table read. We see that we're in a Hollywood set somewhere, and this is a table read for the script of the 2023 NFL season. Okay. And they're still working on the script Very a little fun. bit about like what's gonna happen. Yeah, okay. And it gets more and more kind of bananas, and you'll hear that there are football players around the table as well. One of them, I can't remember who it is, um, they'll say his name, I believe, shows up in his football gear, and he's like, I thought this was a dress rehearsal. And it's um Keegan-Michael Key who is the, the head writer You also just have like People there representing writers yeah. Like Hollywood writers and Kind of an interesting
1: seems... time to do To have that ad out there
0: Oh yeah you're right the, Because the of the strike going on yeah. yeah so Keegan I bet you they made this so long ago Yeah of course um, And so Keegan-Michael Key Is kind of like the showrunner If you will All right everyone Last season was a smash Ratings gold But this year's script has to top it so welcome to the table read for the 104th season of the NFL. Let's get to work. Yes, Jalen. I thought this was the dress rehearsal. Oh, sorry.
1: Week one, fourth quarter, 3.02 left. Jamar leaps up and makes a no-handed catch.
0: No hands. How? I don't need hands. I'll just catch you with my you can call it the <laughs> abracadabra. I think that out. was DK. By what if we wrote
1: the Mahomes character out of the script entirely? Yes. Yeah. We wrote
0: him yes. over. Okay, so they just so so uh, Patrick Mahomes and of he's course, on a, the he's best on a quarterback in the league right now. He's on a Zoom call, and one of the writers says, "What if we just wrote him out entirely?"
1: Him Everybody's into it. Guys, not cool. Who said that? She did.
0: You're an actor, Patrick act like one. <laughs> we played shirts versus skins. Ooh. I like it, Kirko. What if we replace my legs with actual wheels? I love it. What if Derrick Henry stiff arms a guy into another It would be
1: possible first? for us to get to page two.
0: It says you can't make this stuff up. That's great. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, like, they, again, they really, like they do writing. it right. Yeah. They do it
1: right. They do the, they get the acting and the writing talent. The production is really on point. Um,
0: You're an actor. Patrick. Act like it. Act like it. That's
1: great. Who said that in? You can uh, that was Justin. Thank, Thank you, you, Justin. Justin. Uh, good good find. I love it. You can sell anything. You can sell
0: anything. All right, let's get out of here. That was a really fun show. It
1: was fun. Thank you for putting it together. It, it, I'm, I'm just
0: I'm, now remembering that we got into a 10-minute debate about religion and atheism. But it was a
1: show about gods. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, what did we think was going to happen? What did you
1: think was going to happen? I loved it. and it is, uh, I'm just grateful that my... Um, My early education that was so uh, over-indexed on Greek and Roman uh, Mm -hmm. mythology finally had some practical purpose. Some
0: real-world purpose. If you would like to weigh in on anything that you heard on today's show, you can email us or you can call us email us after these messages show at gmail.com that's after these messages show at gmail.com and please call the voicemail line we love hearing your voice you can call in to tell us about commercials or to react to anything we talked about here or to sing your favorite commercial jingles. The phone number is 607-444-5597. Again, that's 607-444-5597. You can also join the fun on the Facebook group where people are talking about the commercials that we've talked about. And you can check out the YouTube page where I upload Or used to upload. I need to get back into this where I upload commercials that I find on old VHS tapes from the 90s. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday.